welcome to Next Level Podcast with Camille Babin, author, speaker, and soul coach. Each week, you will hear stories, insights, and strategies on how to become your authentic self and live a life of purpose. So let's get started for the message of today. Hello and welcome to Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, Camille Babin. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Today, I want to take you to the story of David, but it's not the story that we're all familiar with. It's not about David or Goliath. I just want to focus on David, knowing that he was the king. He was the king of Israel. He was king uh, of, 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 of a large nation, a large tribe. And yet God has spoken to David, asking him or telling him that he will build him a temple. So David was already gathering all the materials and everything that was necessary to build the temple to the Lord. And this is where the story, I want to say, even gets interesting. Uh, and I'm not going back to what happened before that, because we realize that at some point in time, uh, the Lord had to send his prophet to King David to let him know that he will no longer build the temple because he had blood on his hand. Because David was a man of war, there was so much blood that had been shed that God said, I will choose, I've chosen actually your son, Solomon. He's the one that will build the house for me. He's the one that will build the temple for me. So this is nowhere the story that what I want to focus on today uh, starts, but it's later and it's in First Chronicles chapter 29. And I was reading from the Message Bible, the Message Translation. And uh, in this chapter, when he started, we read that David even spoke to the congregation and he said, My son Solomon was singled out and chosen by God to do this. But he's young and untested, and the work is huge. This is not just a place for people to meet each other, but a house for God to meet us. And I, I want to stop here because this chapter or this story is so packed with revelation and so many uh, uh, gold nuggets, I can say. It's so many things that I wish that I had enough time to go in detail. Maybe I will have to do a part two because this story is speaking to my heart in such a way that I've never seen before, and I just want to, you know, like to 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 let you know in advance. Just brace yourself, you know. Have a seat, have a a cup of coffee or a tea, but and let the Holy Spirit minister to you and teach you things that you 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 haven't seen before, and even highlight things that you need in this hour, in this season, and it will all make sense uh, uh, for you. Because God is just so personal that I know that even in me sharing it, I may only cover one aspect and I trust God uh, uh, to be so, so, so loving and so kind and just so powerful that he will be able to use the same words and apply that in a different light for you and really shine even a different light for you so that you will see how relevant it is for your line of work or for what you're doing. So uh, uh, today, the, the title of my message is a work of heart, and it's not a work of art like an artist, but it's more a work of heart like in your heart, in your soul. And so the, the king is speaking now and saying that to the congregation, recognizing that although he thought that he would be the one building the house of the Lord, the temple, that his son has been the one uh, being chosen and picked out by God, and he wants to make that so clear. 
to everyone that there will be no doubt. And I love how he says, uh, but he's young and untested and the work is huge. Like David understood that whatever God wanted to do through him was was of, you know, like of a great magnitude. It wasn't a, a small thing. And I want to pause even here as I say that to highlight that to you, that whatever God does is never small. It may start small, but we always have to understand that it will never finish where it started. It will always uh, gain in momentum, gain in, 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 in greatness, gain in size even. Sometimes we can feel or we can even be uh, uh, deceived when we think that God is is doing a small thing or God, you know, yes, he can use us being small, but it doesn't mean that what God is doing or wants to do is small. And what is so great is God started speaking to David, telling him, this is what you're going to do. And you can see even further down how David was relating and describing that he received the plan from the hand of the Lord. He received the blueprints from the Spirit of the Lord. It was just so clear uh, we got that from. He knew already, and that's why he was able to tell that this is a huge thing. This is a huge work. It's not something that, you know, like is so small that I will even be stuck in in, 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 in myself, like thinking that it's just me. But I see that it goes beyond me, that it can even go through my son and even the generations to come. And that's why he had to make that, lay the foundation in some sort. So that everybody will know in a way it was kind of like a call to a task. It was telling them not just for them to inform them, but also to request something from them, to solicit them, uh, you know, from being involved and getting involved in what God was doing, because he was already letting them know that Solomon alone cannot do it. That yes, he may be the leader. Yes, he may be the one that God has chosen, but is not the only one that will be required to do something. And I love how we see even in David making sure that the people know that it was his son that was in charge of leading the troops, that was in charge of, of leading the work, of leading that construction, the building of the temple. But I love how the, the, the Lord was even showing me that aspect. And I think in this season, especially, it's very important for us to see uh, the quality of David. We speak so much of David being a shepherd after God's own heart. But if we don't really see what God is talking about when he talks about David's heart, then we may miss the point. Because when I read it and I see that God told David, you will build me a temple. And now David is saying, my son will build the temple for the Lord. And there is no bitterness. There is no anger. There is no resentment. There is no envy. There is no jealousy. There is no strife. There is no contention. In other words, there is no work of the flesh. It's only by the Spirit because it's only when we remain in the Spirit that we don't have to get involved or we don't have to, to, to even feel those emotions and those feelings of the flesh, you know, thinking it's about us when it's not about us. And I think it's very important this hour that God is giving us a mission or is raising a people that understand the task at hand, is raising a people that really understand whether it be men or women that understand that this work or this assignment is way too big for me to get caught up in my feelings. It's way too big for me to just be stuck in my emotions. It's way too big for me to hold God back 
saying, but God, you've asked me, God, you've told me that I will be doing it. Why did you take that away from me? Why are you choosing somebody else? Why are you inviting them into the mission? And I think it's very important. And as I, I've said that, I really feel even the unction of the Holy Spirit, that whatever God has asked you, what he's asking you right now, again, it may start with you, but it will not end with you. So we have to understand that it's bigger than ourselves. And it's not even about us, but it's about the Lord. It's about what God wants. And I love how when we go even down the road, we see that he's, he's also saying, David is saying that all that is, 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 is for the Lord. He said, it's not for us. It's not, you know, a place for us uh, to meet each other, but it's a place for God to meet with us. So I really want us to understand that whatever God is asking you is for him first. We may be partakers, we may reap the benefits of it, but at the end of the day, just like the scripture tells us, whatever we do, we do it unto the Lord. It is to the Lord. And once we're very clear about the nature of the assignment, about even the person that stands in the middle, or I will say in the center, because it's really about God being in the center. And I want to ask you just this question very quickly. In whatever you're doing, whatever work you're doing, can we see God in the center? Can we see God really even in the picture? Because it's not about the fame. It's not about the recognition. It's not about the money. It's not about the rewards. It's about can the people see God in it? Can the people tell that this is really unto the Lord? This is really for God. This is really a God thing. It's not a man, a one man show or one woman show. It's not one person thing. It's not even a family business because it wasn't even about David and his son. It was about the Lord. It wasn't even saying to the people like, oh, make sure you help my son, you know, because he's young and I really need you to cover him and I don't want anybody to hurt him. And it wasn't about that. David was concerned about doing what God has asked of him. Whoever was doing it, even if it wasn't him no more, he wanted to make sure that God will be pleased with whatever was being done. And I, I want to go further. I want to go uh, uh, even to the, uh, because I'm in the message, so it's kind of in block. So from chapter, I mean, from verse one to five, it's probably maybe verse two, two or, th or three, I'm not sure. But David says, I've done my best to get everything together for building this house for my God. And then he lists everything that he collected or everything that he, he stored to be able to, to do the project, not only to start it, but to finish. David was already, he was ready to build the temple for the Lord. And he said, I've done my best. And that's really another highlight for today. That in whatever we do, we do it for the Lord, but God deserves the best. God wants the best. And I will even be as bold as saying God requires the best. Why? Because God is the best and God gives us the best. So David knew that he couldn't do, you know, any small work. He couldn't do, he couldn't be lazy in what he was doing. He couldn't have a reckless attitude, even a poor attitude. He knew that he had to give the best. He said, I've done my best. He put hours into the work. He made sure that he collected the right elements. He, co he collected the right materials to be able to build whatever God has asked him to build. 
And today, I can clearly hear the Lord say that to us, to each and every one of us, that we have to make sure that we give him the best. And we can see that throughout, you know, even the Bible times and times again, that uh, uh, God will not take our second best or we will not take, you know, like the bare minimum because sometimes even in our work, and I think it's very, something that I have so strongly on my heart, like I'm passionate about character. I'm passionate about, you know, like work ethics. It's very important. Sometimes it's not just what we do, but it's how we do it. You know, sometimes we think it's all about completing the task or doing it. It's like just to be able to say, at least I've done it. And I've been guilty of that because so many times I've done things just so I could say, at least I'm done with it. At least I've done it. I've been obedient even to the Lord. Lord, like at least I've done it. I've completed the mission. And I didn't really uh, make the effort to, to do, you know, to give my best, to go the extra mile, to be excellent in my work. And I really want to challenge us today that we will not be only focused uh, on doing something for the Lord, but it's how we do it. Are we going to invest our own, our all? Are we going to put our hearts into it? Are we going to make sure that we give our best, that we go beyond. And that's even what he was saying. David said, like, I've gone beyond. I've done, you know, basically more. And it's really having that attitude of doing more because God is always doing more. And it's not even a, a tick for that or, you know, doing this so that God can do, give back to us. It's not about that, but it's because we understand that when it's to the Lord, that's the disposition of our heart, that God cannot come second place. God cannot have less than. You know, so whatever work we do, and again, I want to emphasize uh, 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 that point that it's not just the things of the church. When we're talking about doing God's work, it's not doing God's work in the church. Many of us have thought for so long that even being in ministry was only working in the church. So we heard so for so long people saying, oh, I want to quit my job so I can be in full-time ministry. Not understanding that whatever God has called you to do is your ministry. It can be at your place of work. It can be in the corporate world. It can be even in entertainment, whatever industry that you are assigned to, and it will still be God's work. So it's for us to understand that if you are a doctor, do your best. If you are a janitor, do your best. If you are a teacher, do your best. It doesn't have to be just the things that you do inside the church that will qualify you to be a servant of the Lord. So it's really that for us to understand that God requires the best wherever we are. Whatever we do, we do it with excellence. We do it, we do it with integrity. We do it with character. And not only that, we put a heart into it. And uh, the third point that I have uh, uh, is, uh, is what David also said uh, uh, right after that. He said, furthermore, because my heart is in this, in addition to and beyond what I've gathered, I'm turning over my personal fortune of gold and silver for making this place of worship for my God. And he starts listing how much uh, 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 materials or, or the gold and the silver that he brought. But this is not where I want to, to focus today. I don't want to focus about the number. I don't want to focus about uh, uh, the amount of gold and silver. Yes, it's very impressive. But what I want to focus on 
is the first line, the first word that came out of this, 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 this paragraph. He said, because my heart is in this. And that's what God wants from us, that our heart will be in what we do, that we will not be in anything for the money. We will not be in anything for the recognition. We will not be in anything for the honor or for the accolades, but we will be in it because the Lord wants it. We will give our all, we give our best, we give our heart. And because our heart is in it, then we can go above and beyond. Not only David gave what he collected throughout the years, because I can assume that as a king, there were taxes that were collected, right? For people to be able to get everything that they need. They probably had to do what we will do today to do a fundraiser, you know, to have people come in and bring everything, like whether it be the lumber, whether it be the, the, the gold, the iron, the wood, and all these different things that were needed. All these things, uh, I, I, I don't want to say they're not important because they are important, but they're not the first. They're not the most important thing. The most important thing is what we do ourselves. And that is what I really call uh, uh, the work of heart because it's for us. How do we judge that you're in something if you don't even invest yourself? Like David didn't just stop at collecting things from people, but he also invested his, his personal fortune. And there are many times that we have a vision or a word from the Lord. We get a direction from him to do something. God is asking us to do something. And our first, uh, uh, um, our first reaction, our first response, or even the first uh, step that we take is to ask people to give us something. We ask people, you know, to invest. Or we're waiting for people like, oh, I cannot do it because I don't have the money. I cannot do this because I don't have the help. I cannot do it. And we're always waiting on others to provide for what God has asked us to do. And I want to challenge you again, as usual. You know, I think my role is really to challenge you. and But it's really for us to understand that what God wants, how does he know that your heart is in it if you haven't invested of yourself, if you haven't even sacrificed anything? And I remember a few years ago, I think it was about six or I think it was six, six or seven years almost that the Lord has laid on my heart to start a nonprofit for women. That's actually how the whole uh, thing just started. He put that on my heart to start it, and it's called Talent Within. It's really like even the evolution, like turning into Havila now. But it was for me to help women around the world, you know, really to uh, maximize their potential and, and really being used for the glory of the Lord. And it was uh, the focus is to empower them, like educate them and train them and whether it be like in Korea or whether it be in business. And I remember the first thing he asked me to do, I was going um, back to my hometown in the Ivory Coast and he asked me to, to launch, to do that event. It was like almost... Um, like a fair, I will say, uh, or an, ex an expo, but it was, we will have training sessions and we will also have exhibition for the women there, the local women and artisans, that they will be able to showcase their products and their services. And I was excited. Of course, it was hard work. It was a lot of work. And it gave me, thank God, a great team, great team of people there to work with to be able to plan it even from a distance, me being here and having to travel there to launch it, to organize. I mean, it was quite some work and 
Of course, I was excited to do it because I'm passionate about seeing women prosper, seeing women thrive in, in the, the assignment and the purpose that God has for them. But what I realized, you know, as I was planning everything, I was like, okay, if God asked me to do it, of course, he's going to give me the money for it. You know, he doesn't expect me to take my money. But guess what? It really was a learning moment for me because when the day was approaching and we had to pay for the for the, 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 the place for the center where we were hosting the event. It was a two day event where we, so the bill was quite huge. And uh, I really thought like, okay, God is going to provide, he's going to bring money, you know, from somewhere. Or I don't know. And God really challenged me and he spoke to my heart and he said, but what about the money that, you know, you get? And all of a sudden I realized that, you know, I had made that separation that, you know, when my money is my money to do whatever I want to do with it. And when God asked me to do something, he has to bring the money somewhere else. I didn't understand that whatever money, whether it be your job, you know, like you get paid for doing something that you may see, feel like it has nothing to do with the things of the Lord. And I really say it very lightly. So you feel like this is not the money for it. God will bring another, you know, money from another source or from, you know, another stream. And he says, no, you're going to invest. And the thing that he said that shocked me and really uh, uh, set things in order for me, he said, how do you want people to invest in something that you're not willing to invest in? How do you want them to believe in your idea, in your, your mission, if you're not willing even to sacrifice for it? And immediately I got convicted and I took all the money that I had. I actually, yes, I had maybe one or two sponsors for the event, but mainly all my money, you know, my husband and I, we really paid for it like in full, everything from the place. Yes, you know, for the venue, everything. Yes, thank God we had also uh, 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 tables, you know, that people were paying for it, but it was very a, a nominal fee. It was very a small fee. But anyway, the point is that there are things that God will ask you to do that don't think, you know, you will not be challenged. Don't think that it will not involve yourself. Don't think it's only coming from other people because we're very quick to ask help. We already see, oh yes, I can do a fundraiser. Oh yes, I can ask these people to contribute. I can go to my mom. I can go to my dad. I can ask my pastor. I can ask my sister. But God is saying, are you willing to invest your personal fortune in it? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to, you know, to just do, do it yourself first? You know, you're not going to stop at what other people can bring, but you will do it yourself. You will also make sure that you have a personal investment in it. Because remember the word said, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And most of the time when you have sacrificed, you have invested something that has cost you in it, you are in it for it. You know, you're not going to stop. And for me, even going through the years, it's been difficult. There were times when I almost wanted to give up because I didn't see what God has spoken. I didn't see it coming to pass. I didn't see you know, even the, the, the expectation that I had even going in and coming out, I didn't see that exactly. So of course, when it's like that, you can feel discouraged. And, but once you put, you know, something in it that costs you again, you are not willing to let that thing die so easily. You're not willing to see that thing, uh, uh, just disappear like that. You make that, that really gets you, you, you committed. And that's what God wants. I want to stop here because there is so much more again, like it's only half of that 
that chapter and i think god willing we would probably do a second part because there's also other points that i think are very important in this chapter that we can definitely use and once we get a hold of those of the, the truth that is contained in it once we get a hold of the principles that are laid before us and the values I think it will really shift things around. It will just turn things around for our good. You know, we will be able to understand and to maximize, to do what we call to do in such a, a, a different way that, you know, like we will not be the one looking and being impressed with the things of the world because we will realize what God has already placed inside of us. But all he's asking in this hour is our heart. God is asking for our heart, nothing else. And I want us to understand that whatever work we do, we have to do it from a place of love, love to the Father. We want to, we want His name to be recognized. We have so much love for the Lord that we want to please Him. We want Him to be, you know, to just be recognized as the great God that He is, as the loving Father that He is. So. Again, I don't want it to be too long, so I have to stop it. And by his grace, I will be back next week and we will do a second part for the work of heart. But right now, I just want to leave you with this word and I want you to meditate on it. I want you to really allow the Holy Spirit to dig deep, to open and remove even those things inside of you that you will be able to assess and do an inventory and make sure that you are where you're supposed to be as far as your heart is concerned. It's not so much your hands. It's not so much what your hands are doing or even what your head is doing. It's not just about the great ideas. It's not about the great plans. It's about where is your heart in all of that. That's really what God is concerned. God wants the best and it will bring us to that place where we understand that this is a non-negotiable. We cannot give anything other than the best. We cannot give anything, you know, that like a great attitude, that a great, uh, a great character, you know, everything that God is seeking for, that we're willing to release that unto him because we understand that it's bigger than ourselves. We understand that it goes beyond us. It's again... It's more than one person. It's more than a family. It goes beyond. It's for generation. If we can stand today, how many years ago, later, and talk about David the way we talk about David, we can still see his flaws. We can still see his weakness, yet we are still impressed by his work. We are still impressed by his character. We're still impressed by his love and dedication and commitment to the Lord. Guess what? If we can see it today, then God is asking the same of us even more because we have the Holy Spirit, because Jesus came way after David. So we have Jesus Christ. So we have it all and we have a better covenant. So I pray, I pray God's grace and protection over you. I really pray that this word will minister to you and will cause the, the floodgates of heaven to open unto you and release exactly what you need in this hour so that the work of the Lord can be performed through you and with you and even for you and for your family in the name of Jesus. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and by his grace, I'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Next Level Podcast. For more content, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Camille Babin. Until next time, embrace your power to become.